welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Susie Meister. And uh, I'm Sarah Rice. Today we're talking about the supernatural and... <laughs> it's that was super good. spooky. Yeah. I'm excited. I know. I love this stuff. You love it. Like your mom's a psychic, so you're connected to it. Yeah. I am a religious studies person, so obviously there's a connection there. We come at, we come at it from different points of view, but I think it's going to be fun. And don't you think there's there's a lot of overlap there? I with, do. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's you all can't spiritual. say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you know, burning bush and all that stuff that could totally reinterpreted be. The vision of some psychic, you know, premonition, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Sarah, before we get into the nitty gritty of the podcast, we have some business to attend to. We are on episode 11 of the Brain Candy podcast, and we have doubled our listeners in our second month. So I am just so excited and I wanted to take a hot second to thank you all for listening and telling your friends and to giving us feedback on social media because I'm so pleased that you guys seem to be loving it. And along with that, we got our first Fancy Pants sponsor. So I want to tell you today about this awesome deal with Samsung. And, you know, it's that time of year. Christmas is coming and everything is bargain bargain. And I am a coupon obsessor. And so I'm totally into this deal. Because right now, when you purchase any Samsung 9 Series SUHD TV 55 inches or above, you get a free 32-inch Samsung J4000 Series TV. And it's a, it's awesome quality. It's superior level of color, contrast, and brightness and has a brighter, more true-to-life picture and a wider range of colors. This is something you will love, and it's perfect for the holidays. You get kind of two-for-one cooking. Um, so hurry, this offer ends December 5th. Visit a participating Samsung SUHD retailer. And this is while supplies last for a free 32-inch model and any additional restrictions and limitations. See participating retailers or visit samsung.com slash free TV. Okay, so moving on. Awesome Fancy Pants sponsor, business attended to. We have a guest on the line today. She's the Music City Medium, which means she's kind of like a psychic, supernatural, perfect for our episode today, Cindy Kaza, who's embarking on a national tour. And she's going to come on and just chat with us a little bit about what it what it's like being a medium and you know what she does in her appearances. She's coming back to... LA in November. Um, I will, let me look up her. I want to give you her website. She'll be in Los Angeles with the Colby Psychic Rebel on Friday, November 20th. You can get details at kazacolbyspirit.eventbrite.com. So let's talk to her, find out about her tour and what you can expect. Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast, Cindy. Thank you for coming on. Hi. Here, here's what I want to know. Let's start at the beginning of your story. I understand that this is something, your mediumship is something you've had for your whole lifetime. Do you remember the beginning or has it just always been with you? Well, I remember the very first um, experience that I had that, that was the first memorable experience was when I was 10, you know, um, this girl in my elementary school died in a car crash, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and she was standing right by my bed. Oh, like a my person. God. I love yeah. this. And were so you that scared? Was yeah. How do I you was. feel? 
Is that scary to see? It was scary, you know, because I was so young and I didn't understand what was happening. And so I pulled the covers over my head and I was like, oh, this is just a dream. And then I pulled it back and she was still standing there. Yeah. Oh, um, loser. Oh. Yeah. You're so But, good. Um, you know, it doesn't happen to me like that now. I don't, like, see dead people walking around like that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, because when I was 10, I, I thought she, I mean, it looks like a real person. It was like Do you think that body, you don't like, have that now because kids are more receptive yes, to it? Yes, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, kids are entirely more receptive mm-hmm. for, you know, I mean, I think one of the main reasons they're more receptive is because they're operating mostly in their creative minds, you know, yes. the right brain. And that's the psychic mind. And so as we get older, we, we become more analytical. We get into our left brains. We're always thinking about, you know, tomorrow, yesterday, all the things we have to do. And kids are just in the imagination. And that, that's really the psychic mind. It's the creative mind. So that's part of the reason. And, and, you know, I don't, I'm not a neurologist, but, you know, I do know that the brain doesn't stop developing until age 25. So I would want to go out on a limb and maybe say something special is happening in the brain between ages maybe five and ten because you hear a lot of kids in those age and between that age group saying they've had these experiences. You know, um, well, so I almost wonder. I would imagine that, oh, and at that time, you have more neural synapses happening, so your brain is firing like way more than a normal adult right. brain. Like things kind of get narrowed down because right now you're making connections with everything. You know, we're like, mm-hmm. oh, what's that over there? What's that over there? You know, everything's like new and, and fresh. And so there are all these new connections being made. And I totally get where you're coming from where like the kids are more receptive because right, you're in a world of possibilities. Whereas you get older well, and right, your brain gets right. developed, it gets narrowed into this is how things happen. This is cause, this is effect. And if it's outside of those parameters, we almost don't even see it. That's right. You know, because we see with our brains, not with our eyes. So when, you know, like when I'm looking at a spoon, I know it's a spoon because somebody told me it was a spoon. It's in my memory. But like, as you're growing up, you don't have all the knowledge of what everything is. So you, you are more open in that sense too. So yeah. And human beings, the minds naturally, we want to make connections. We want to make a story out of everything. And kids don't, have that ability at that age all the time. So you're right. I mean, it's, it's a totally different, uh, you know, stage of brain development. Yeah. Do you call what you have a gift or how do you refer to it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's, it's a gift. But I also think every human being has the ability to a degree. And I always like to say everybody can play the piano, but not everybody's going to be a concert pianist, right? So Yeah. Um, right. And I don't... But I think everybody has a natural ability. And, you know, I'm a big believer in God. I talk about God all the time. And, and I look at this as, um, I don't look at it as a curse. I look at it as a gift, as a way to help people. But having said that, I do think everybody has the ability and it's a God-given gift for, to human beings to have the intuition. And, and yeah, absolutely. So. Do you, and we, you know, Susie and I were discussing this before we started filming and or taping. And we said, do you have to be receptive like do you have to be in an open state of mind to experience receive it like receive it like somebody who you know i always say with myself like my brother has experienced things like this my mom has and i just say i'm too scared i don't want to see anything so i don't yeah you know and i think you do have to be um you do have to be receptive and open to it uh, but I think some some people, especially kids, they they really are just open anyway. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about. But I don't yeah. think the spirit world wants to scare us. 
So I think if you're putting out that energy, like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, right. you might be closing it down a little bit, but they also don't want to frighten you, you know? Oh. So. Well, how did you get to the point where it was comfortable and didn't scare you? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. What was that? How did you get to the point, like, when was the, because you said when you were 10 and you saw this girl and it was kind of frightening, at what point did you realize that this wasn't something to be scared of and you kind of embraced it? Yeah, well, you know, um, after that first experience, I, I because it frightened me, I kind of, you know, shut down a little bit. I mean, I was always hyper, hyper and intuitive. I knew things were going to happen before they did. I could read people very well, but it wasn't until I was in my late teens, early twenties that I, you know, I kept having the experiences. Um, and I, I decided, you know, I'm going to embrace this because it's not going away. And once I started studying the energy more and how, uh, you know, I became less afraid. Don't understand. So, once I began to understand that this is something that's actually pretty natural, it didn't scare me as much, you know, and I knew what was happening. So I felt I had more control over, you know. Whenever I've talked to, I've interviewed John Edward and I've talked to um, the Long Island Medium's family members and they all have sort of a different approach to their gift, if, if you want to call it that. And I wonder how you in particular um, deal with the skeptics, first of all, and if you're open to what some people call like ambush style, well, you're just like out at a department store and you'll feel something and you might say something to someone or if you just do it when someone asks. Yeah, I never go up to people in public and say, hey, your mom's here and she has to tell you this message because, you know, there's... First of all, it's invasive. You know, what if that person didn't like their mom, and and what if they they weren't ready to have a message? You know, yes, secondly, you're approaching you're approaching somebody in a in a public place where who wants to you know be approached in a public place, and you don't know the emotional reaction that person's going to have. They don't want to be crying in a public place. You know, they're not prepared. And you know, thirdly, you don't know what the psychological state is of the person you're approaching. You know, um, yeah. and that those are all really important things. For, it, it's, to me, it's unethical to walk up to a random person and, and give a message. I yes. just, I was, I was not taught that way. It's against the way I was taught. All my teachers, you know, totally never do that, and I just don't because I, I certainly wouldn't want somebody to do that to me, you know. Um, and so that that's I'm really really adamant about that. And I know that when we watch mediumship on TV, there has to be kind of a has to be a show. It's, it is a show, you know. I mean, sure. I think a lot of I have a medium totally legitimate. She's a real medium. Amazing. But, you know, her show is, that's what the show is based around. It's the shock value of it. So when you see things on TV, it's it's not necessarily how the mediums always operate. It's what the, the network is doing to make the show, you know? We're really yeah. excited because we understand that you're embarking on a tour. So the whole country is going to be able to experience what you're offering. Tell me about what they can expect if they come to one of your shows. Yeah, so I do um, my shows, ironically, at comedy clubs because the venues are available and it's been working. I get booked as a special um, event on their off nights and so it's catering to an entirely different demographic. I mean, I ask 
at the beginning of every show how many people have never seen a medium, and it's usually about 85%. So it's loaded with skeptics. So it's loaded with a new demographic, oh, which is man. awesome. I, I love it. I love skeptics. I have no problem. Um, Why? Yeah, Why doesn't it intimidate you? It doesn't intimidate me because if I'm doing my job correctly, yeah, you're the real um, deal, man. I should be able to cross, cross the door a little bit. You're never going to turn every skeptic into a believer, and that's just not my job. But... Um, you know, if, if I'm bringing through good evidence that I'm, and I'm doing my job correctly and they can't say no, then, you know, a medium should be able to do that. Some people are just really difficult and that's fine. Yeah. But, um, but what I do is I like, you know, like you see Jeff before for the long island medium, I get on stage and I connect with somebody who's passed away and I, you know, go to somebody in the audience find out where I'm going and I give a message and what does that look like for you when you get the same thing (laughs) what do you what happens in your brain when this is going on like does it say does it feel like a memory (laughs) I don't want to put words in your mouth but does it feel like a memory that you've always had but like something that you like or does it it sound audio like somebody's telling you I'm so fascinated by this no, no, I mean, it comes through in many different ways. There are many ways in which mediums can receive information. One of those ways is called clairvoyance, which is uh, clear seeing, if you translate it correctly. Um, but that's like seeing images or pictures in your mind. So sometimes we'll see an image of, for example, a, uh, an old truck, okay? And then I'll know, uh, I'll feel I've got grandfather here, and then I'll hear the name Jane. So then I'll say, well, I've got grandpa here. I feel he passed us. Um, you know, the, the heart problems or pancreatic cancer, whatever. He, I know he drove this truck for that, and I know his, you know, his name is James. And then I'll keep building the evidence. So I try to. So start it's like with a knowing. Three. Yeah, and it, but it comes through in different ways. So, um, but you know, I think most most times it starts as a feeling. Clear sentience is clear feeling, and that really is the root of the experience. Because I would imagine really that's get- like what any memory is, right? Like the, you remember, you know, your own grandfather or something, and you kind of get those same sort of messages. Is it is it something like that, or does it feel like external, <laughs> like it's... No, it's, it's different. I mean, like, for example, last night I did a show, and, um, and you know, I, I had... Um, I knew I had a, a father, and I knew he was in World War II. I was like, I knew I had this veteran, but I also knew that he died from poisoning. And, and so I received all of those pieces different, different ways. I felt a uh, father, and then I saw him in an Army uniform. He was in the Army. I saw World War II. And then I kept seeing um, an image from a movie that I had seen where there was uh, – a military man who had died from cyanide poisoning or something. I can't remember what movie it was, but I, but you have to understand as a medium, how all these things come together Whoa. for you as a medium. Oh, okay. And it was, so they make it like they're sending the message to you and they're making it something, you know, my mom always refers to it as spirit and she's like, well, spirit relates it to something that I can then like a symbol. They give me a symbol and then I translate that symbol to the person. That's right. And, and, you know, um, Sometimes it's symbolism. Sometimes it's just a picture. Sometimes yeah. it's a movie that you've seen. And sometimes it's, quite frankly, it's just you feel it so strongly that everything that comes out of your mouth is correct. Because that's when you have a really tight, tight, it's called a blend with a spirit. When you feel it so strongly and you just start talking and it comes out without having to really 
over-interpret images. That's the best form of mediumship that it can be in because it's just so easy, you know? Um, it's just called a soul-to-soul blend. That's what I've learned. That's, yeah. Do you, way, but... Does it... Um... Are you able to kind of shut it down when you would just want to like go out to dinner with your friends? Excellent question, because that would suck if you were oh, just trying to enjoy a nice absolutely. glass of wine with okay. some gal pals. So you can chill no, it out a bit. Well, look, I I'm, I really believe that all people that work as mediums should have control over their ability. Oh. Uh, you know, unless you're a kid and you don't understand what's happening, but once you've had proper training and you know how it works. You absolutely can have control over your ability. And people that walk around saying, I can't control it, I can't control it, um, that's one, lack of training, and two, just um, it's a lack of not wanting to control it, you know? So when I'm out with my friends, I don't want to be talking to their relatives all night. I want to be a normal person and have dinner with my friends, you know? Yeah. So, absolutely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah. Well, do you feel like frustrated that you always have to kind of defend your profession or is it just kind of a challenge and you enjoy that? Uh, I don't get frustrated because I, I don't, you know, I know what I do is real and I also think it's okay if people don't believe in what I do. You know, yeah. I'm not offended, but I'm not offended by that because look, you know, um, I, I really try to do a lot of research about religion. I have a lot of respect for people that are religious and of different Are you religious? And, uh, I'm a Christian, yeah. Oh. And, you know, it, 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 that, that's a little, you know, difficult for me sometimes because people, you know, in the Bible it says mediums should, you know, be stoned to death or oh. I can't remember what passage. It's in there. My goodness. Um, but you know what it is? It's, I think it's a misunderstanding of of mediumship because mediumship exists in all religions, in all cultures, it might be called something different. Like when you go to a Pentecostal church and people are talking in tongues, technically that's a form of mediumship because you're acting as an intermediary between this world and the spirit world. Mm. Um, you know, um, it, in, it just really, it, it boils down to it's everywhere. It just might be called something different. But the one thing that I stress at all my events is, um, one, I'm not God and I don't, you know, don't claim to be a prophet. I don't claim to do any of that stuff. But I think where mediumship can get a bad rap is when um, people, to me, it's important to give it to God because I'm, I believe in God, you know. And, and what happens sometimes is people go to mediums or psychics too much and it becomes, they become dependent on that instead of finding their truth oh. or their own faith or their belief in God and, and knowing that God actually, in my, my belief, is really the ultimate decider of all things, you know? So we Whenever have I've seen like these 
readings done on television or whatever, the person on the other side tends to say to their loved one, I want you to know that I'm at peace. Do they ever say that they're not at peace? So that's not my experience. Where, and even okay. if I heard it that way, I wouldn't give it in a message that way. Um, okay. Because I, be- I believe there's a soul progression on the other side. I believe that we're, we're constantly learning and still growing on the other side. Um, and that's where the medium has to use discernment in delivering the message in a kind and healing way. So instead of saying, this person's not at peace, yeah. um, Usually, usually in my experience, what's happening is the person is coming through to make amends and say, hey, oh. look, um, this, this happened, and I know I did this to you, and I'm really sorry, and, and you know, I want you to know that I see, see things clearly now. And that's where the healing is. Because if you, if you go to somebody and you say, oh, you know, for example, if their dad is an alcoholic and abusive, oh, your dad... Uh, He's stuck. He's 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 not at peace. He's a mess. Um, that's not going to make anybody feel better, and it's quite frankly not true. Because when you cross over to the other side, you're going into a different dimension where you can see things from a clear. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh. Some people will say land of unicorns and rainbows. I don't care. Um, because I I really believe that as we cross over, we really heal and we have healing. And although the soul still progresses, we're still healing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Do you absolutely. ever hear from your childhood friend anymore? The one that passed? You know, I see her sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, am I just seeing her because of that first experience? But you know what's funny is that my mom, well, it's not funny, but my mom died two years ago. And um. Mm. My this my mom was buried in the same town that this girl was buried, and and um we went to the funeral to the cemetery, and the girl who died was her gravestone was like like directly across from my mom. Like what? in the cemetery they up together. That I don't know why that makes sense for me. That's I'm like, amazing. Oh yeah, I get that. And well, it's how true. did that and feel I, I go, for oh. you? For me, it was more like, wow, that really, this is a sign. Like, this is, for me, it was kind of like, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. That's not a coincidence. But yeah, I agree. Happening. Well, and this you is going to sound like kind of hippity-dippity, but I think when you take, and even when, like, working with mediums, when you take the dimension of time out of things, like, time is a very earthly idea, you know? When you yes, take, it is. time out of things and everything is just overlapping sort of that maybe you had some strange like uh, foresight or memory or whatever you call it of that connection between your mother and this little girl and their closeness and so it was like uh, like I I always see coincidences as just like overlapping of existences and overlapping of of like like folds in in your life and and, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I yeah, understand no, I mean, when you take makes... time out of it, how everything kind of is connected. Well, you know, the saying everything is everything. I mean, that's it sounds so simple, but it's very deep, right? And, you know, time is very much an illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that is of this dimension. It doesn't exist on the other side. And um, I don't think that human beings can, can comprehend how infinite the other side is with our finite minds and that 
that's kind of like the big question in life. What happens when we die? And, and it doesn't matter what religion you have. People still wonder and they still debate it and they still talk about it. It's the, one of the biggest questions. And I don't think humans can possibly explain it in entirety with our language, with our minds. We only, only use a small percentage of our brains, you know? So that's, that's like the big question in life, <laughs> honestly. So for you, the if someone says, Cindy, what happens after you die? What would you say to them? Well, I'd say, look, I can't explain it completely. I can tell yeah. you from my experience working as a medium, what I've experienced talking and communicating with people that have crossed over. And in my experience, as that we go to another dimension, um, there's this whole progression. Um, there's many levels. As you can understand about the levels, we go through healing. I do believe we're reunited with our loved ones. And, and, and that's my experience. And that's where I stick to because that's what I know. But I can't claim to understand the entire journey of the soul. And I don't think any medium should claim to, to completely understand that because even if you research near-death experiences, none of them are exactly the same, right? So if there was one way or one thing, then every near-death experience would be the same, and if they're not. So I just, um, I just try to be very honest. I don't, you know, I don't pretend to know things that I don't know, and I just speak my truth and from my experience. So, Is there anything yeah. that you've seen in your career that has disturbed you? Oh, do you mean like from the spirit world or do you mean from people? Ooh, oh, I, oh <laughs> I bet people disturb you way more than the spirit world does because they, they disturb do. me I a like lot sometimes. People are way nicer than regular live people. <laughs> oh, that is so reassuring, man. Because <laughs> let me tell you, sometimes people here, not so friendly. You know, what disturbs me, I think, um, if I just talk about the profession of mediumship, if I could go into the profession of mediumship, um, I think when when people um, don't use, the mediums don't use discernment and they actually cause more harm than they do good, that mm. disturbs me. When mediums predict death, that disturbs me. Because oh, when they predict I, I, deaths? I, that, is that what you said? That, yeah, that really Oh, that seems like me. a big no-no. Oh, Nobody and they do it that. all the time. I've had <sighs> people come to me and say, I went to this medium, and she told me my dad was going to die, for example, October 15th. I'm like, well, oh, she's not God. How could, she, how could she tell you that? And the dad didn't die, right? And so you're creating that, oh, and that no. moment. Right. And I, But I see stuff like this. I hear all the time, and it's, it's scary. <laughs> it's really, that's where we get a bad rap, you know? That's where this business gets a bad rap is when, the education isn't there with the mediums that are doing professional work and when they don't use discernment and, and, you know, so yeah, that disturbs me more than anything. I think really. Well, that's good to know because people disturb me here. So hopefully it gets yeah. better. <laughs> I want to um, promote your show in November here in LA, which Sarah and I oh. need to go to. Oh, that would be fun. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know what I'm to. doing? Um, Please, yeah, I'm doing an event with my friend Colby on November 20th, and then yes. um, I'm also doing a fundraiser uh, here at the same venue as we're doing the event on the 20th, on December 10th, because I spend a lot of time in Indonesia, um, and I just got back from a five-week trip there um, this month, 
And so I'm doing a fundraiser to donate money to the children of the Tom Indonesia that, you know, Indonesia is a poor country. So I'm going to have a, a medium to prevent with the mediums from L.A. and um, donate all the proceeds to uh, Indonesia. When I go back, I'm going back in December. So that is so cool. Yeah. So on November 20th here in L.A., you can go see her at the Gateway Portal. And I'll put the link on our website as well. And then there's this charity event, too, in December, December 10th. And we'll put the link up for that, too. So if you're in the area, you can go see for yourself, even if you're skeptic. She's not scared of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the biggest message I really, like, want to give people is mediumship isn't scary. For me, it isn't scary. But I also don't go demon hunting or ghost hunting or I don't do that sort of thing. So, I mean, maybe I am living in a, in a land of unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, but the I land know, of unicorns and rainbows is fantastic and wonderful and don't ever <laughs> leave it and or move away. <laughs> I have a house there. Yeah. Where, where do you have a house? Did in the land of unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a nice place to live. Don't, you know, don't I let anyone that. tell you you should move. Location, location, yeah, location. Not. You I leave too. to the Catholics. They're good at it. You know, the Catholics <laughs> make well, them. Well, we love you, and you know? you've made believers out of both of us, and we look forward to seeing your show, and we hope our listeners will come with us. That'd yeah. be a hoot. I love I it. I do, too. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thanks, Cindy. Thank you. Good luck, and have fun. And you have a show tomorrow, too, right? I have a show tonight, um, and only oh, at the show almost. And then next week, I start my Ohio, my Ohio. Oh, my gosh. Oh, nice. So we'll post your website so people can look at all the tour dates. No matter where they are, they can see if you're close by. That would be awesome. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks for coming on the Brain Candy Podcast. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. So, Sarah, after talking to Cindy, and I know your mom's a psychic too, so where do you stand on it? <sighs> That's a tough question to answer. I'm I'm a believer in science, and... I have recently seen science and some things that you can call supernatural overlap. So I believe that there are energy fields out there, forces at work that we maybe don't have the tools to read yet, but do exist. You know, and like radio well, waves and microwaves think- have always existed, but until we had the tools to measure, we didn't know what they were. Do you think that when people die, they can be contacted? I think that energy doesn't die. So I think that that energy can be contacted. And I think, oh gosh, memories are so strong that, oh, it's so hard because I can't say 100% for sure because I've never experienced anything supernatural. Have you? Well, if you're referring to like ghost yeah. stories, I had one experience. What? But I'm like weird about telling people because why? I, well, because I don't know what it was, and I'm not. I'm not okay, claiming well, it. it was a ghost. Right, okay, fine. But weird. I had a weird paranormal. Thing. Yeah, paranormal so, just means like not of the normal or whatever. 
I had a traumatic oh, experience. I'm <laughs> I, <laughs> I had a traumatic experience and a friend of here in LA many, many years ago. And a friend of mine who was on the show named Piggy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. She took me out of that situation that I was in and we left LA to return to her apartment in San Francisco, but we weren't supposed to be there for like a week. And I was sleeping on the couch. It was a studio apartment and she was sleeping in the bed. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and I was in that like sleep awake Mm -hmm. state and I was on the couch and I, I saw, I thought a a man standing above me and she (gasps) at the time was single and was like always dragging me to like meet guys and I would like be in the living room while she like banged some guy in the bedroom, you know, like it wasn't, this like, didn't surprise me. Too. Yeah. Right. Like, and we were young and I mean, this didn't surprise me. Yeah. She had a guy over, I thought. And so the player hit the game, man. Um, I said something at that time, like piggy oh and God. she answered me. And so I was like, okay, fine. So then I went back to sleep and then the morning I was laying there, I woke up and I heard her outside on her phone and she was talking to somebody and she said, I had the weirdest experience last night. I was in bed and I awoke and I felt like there was somebody in the room and they were singing to me and talking to me and it was a man and... I thought I saw him standing above my bed, which was right by my couch. And you felt the same thing. Yeah. And I ran out and I was like, what are you saying? What are you saying? Oh my God. Oh my God. I have the chills. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm freaking out. And she retold the story and I'm like, Piggy, I saw that person. I thought you had a guest over. Uh, And she's like, I did not. Oh God. And so I have no idea. Okay. Let's go through the possibilities of what this could be. Okay. Is there any chance that a person really did get into your apartment? That there could have been somebody in your apartment? I suppose, but oh, I mean... which is just as scary. I don't believe so because he, this person that I saw was a foot away from me. Okay, you would have... And would've... when I called out to her in the night, the person, the figure didn't move or say anything. Oh. Like, if oh it were God. a burglar... Oh my God! I don't know. And then I don't know many burglars who break in and then serenade you with song. And if it were, um, if it had been, you know, oh like a, um, just me in this sort of awake, dreamy right, right. state, but then the she, yeah, uh-huh. that's what she got validated weird. validated your, that's what, you what made saw. it weird. Okay. That's a confirmed sighting, if you ask me. <laughs> confirmed. confirmed. This is sighting. the opposite of science. Yeah. Well, two people, oh, I haven't had anything like that, so... Yeah, but you said to me privately that you kind of like don't want to, so you're not open to it. I, that's true. When when I was growing up, my brother would see things like, oh gosh. So I've got a story like that. And this is the thing that's the closest to me, or this is what makes me think that there really is something to that. Because uh, I can't explain this. I don't know. If, you, if somebody out there has an explanation... Give it to me. Like, I'm always in search of the explanation. Yeah, whatever like, the truth told, is. Whatever the truth is, I will. I'm not somebody who's, like, locked into this being the truth. So I have a story that's the a story that makes me think 
that there's something. I've never experienced it myself, but so when my brother was little, we lived in this house and my mom would put him to bed at night and she he was about three or four and she would say, do you need the nightlight on? Do you need the uh, the door open? And he would say, no, don't worry. The man in the hat will look out for me. The man in the hat is looking out for me. And my mom would start to get curious because he would say this every single night. My mom said, what does the man in the hat look like? And he goes, oh, you know, he wears like a round hat and he put he's puts it on his head and he's got a black suit on and he described this man and he's tall and he sits on the end of my bed you know and we didn't think anything of it and you know we thought imaginary friend whatever he grows up when about 10 years later a family moved in next door to us and they had a son that was around the same age and my mom was talking with the wife one day and they knew I mean I don't know maybe my mom kind of gives off that hippie vibe so people tell her things and this woman was saying you know it's so strange my son, he keeps talking about this man. And my mom said, what man? And he goes, well, every night when he goes to bed, he says, the man in the hat is, he talks about this man in the hat and he describes him. And he, this little kid described this man in the exact same way that my little brother had described the man. And we lived next door to, like, shared a fence next door to each other. And isn't that strange that that three-year-old and my brother described the exact same man who would sit at the end of the bed yes so i've never had any experience but that's that's that but i'm 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 sort of what do you what do you how do you feel what's your take i'm skeptical but i'm dying to believe me too no I'm, di- that's me. I'm dying to believe it's so fun and interesting and fascinating and i just want it to be true okay now here you know we get into i, I always say i'm a believer in science first now, I am always really interested when there is an odd overlap between science and the supernatural. And in quantum physics, they believe in 11 dimensions. It's like 10 and the 11th is time. And in the spiritual realm, they talk so much about multiple dimensions. And it just seems to me like... What was that movie? Interstellar? Did you see that movie? No. Ho, ho. I heard it's incredible. It's, you have to have a keen mind to really uh, like see what they're trying to say there. But it oh, it opens up the door to so many possibilities that make you think, oh, these psychics could totally be for real, or these string theorists could totally be for real, or we have multiple dimensions that we are just not aware of right now that is happening. Oh, I can go down a rabbit hole of this for sure. Well, one of the things that sort of overlaps between what we're talking about and my field is out-of-body experiences and near-death experiences. Okay. So I'm very interested in those, and I love reading about them. There's conventions. I really want to go to a convention. Susie, I've had an out-of-body experience. Let's hear it. Okay. I swear... I've never experienced anything You're supernatural. You're in a no judgment zone. I'm in today. okay, great. So let's hear it. I've never had any I've never seen anything, but I can absolutely say for certainty that this happened. So I was laying in my bed in my old house. I had no knowledge of what this was before. I had no no I had it wasn't like I read about out of body experiences and then went to bed that night and experienced this. I didn't know what was going on. So I'm laying in bed and I'm in this half sleep, half dream state. And all of a sudden, it's like my body's asleep and I feel a like an internal buzz. Like it feels like, like I'm 
vibrating from like on the inside. Like it feels, I'm very aware of every part of my body. And then I try to move and I can't move. Like my body is paralyzed, fully, fully paralyzed, but I can still, I still have a sense of the room. I still have a sense of, uh, you know, but I know that I'm asleep. I know I'm laying down. So then my body starts this buzz. Like, I don't know, even know how to describe it, but it feels like it's buzzing. Like it feels like it's like I'm on drugs and it's like vibrating. My body's uh, uh, like every nerve inside my body is firing, but it's like pleasant. It's enjoyable. And then I get, have this feeling like I, I roll to one side and it's almost like I rolled out of my body. And I felt like I was hovering, like laying down, but hovering about six inches above my body. And I started looking, I knew my eyes were closed. Like I was totally aware that I was asleep and laying behind me. And I start looking around and I say looking because my eyes were closed. I don't even know if it was looking. I don't know what I was doing, but I saw with my eyes closed every edge of the room, but they were just like, have you seen um, the movie Dumbo and they do the elephants on parade and it's just like a, a squiggly electric outline of the elephants? That's what everything in the room looked like. It wasn't a real desk. It was like a, a, a vibrating outline of the desk. Like I could see the energy of the, if a desk has energy, but I, I could sense that it was there, but it was like an outline of it. And the only thing that came to my mind was like the elephants on parade thing in Dumbo because that's what it was like. It was like a... Did you think you were dying or anything? It scared me. And then I I, I felt a very euphoric feeling and it it was so terrifying. And I, 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 I got, oh my God, I get chills just talking about it now, but it felt so odd. And I realized what was going on and I'm like, oh my God, I'm asleep and I'm asleep back there. But how come I'm seeing everything? And like, I felt like I could go anywhere. Like it felt like... I could really like there, there was nothing holding me down to my bed. And then I snapped out of it. Like, it was like, I I got scared and I went, Oh God, this is scary. And then it took me about, about 10 seconds before I was able to feel like move my body again. Like I was almost paralyzed. And then all of a sudden I just lay in my bed and I started like giggling to myself and I was like, Oh my God, what the heck was that? But I, I felt good. Like I felt euphoric, but at the same time scared. Cause I, I was like, what the hell? And so the next morning I woke up and I told my brother about it and I started looking things up. I started looking up. Oh, it felt like a humming. Like it felt like I was overcome. Oh, that's it. Right before I went into this out of body experience, I felt overcome with a hum, like a, like a vibrating buzz that I just had to surrender to. So I started, I looked up vibrating buzz, like when like overwhelming hum, when you fall asleep everything that came up was out of body experience stuff. And I was like, holy shit. I think that, that, that matches exactly what I had. So what do you think it was? I, an out of body experience. I don't know how else to describe like, it. Why though? I don't know. And, and then I don't know if I could have gone farther with it. If I could have been like, you know, those people who say they lucid dream sure. or something like that. Like it was, that's interesting. And it, I've been too scared to do it since. Cause I feel like it could happen. I'm too See, scared. See, I want to do all that stuff. I would love that. Uh, then you should try the biarneal or whatever the heck they are called. Those beats, those, the, the frequencies that will put your brain at that place. And I've had that sleep paralysis listening to 
the biurnal beets. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's B-I-A-U-R-N-A-U-R-L or something. Okay. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. But well, the thing you can like induce what it. you're describing is very similar to what we know about out of body experiences and also near death experiences. I had zero knowledge of it before. I oh, learned I believe this, you. Which I'm is just so bizarre. It's consistent with yeah, what people say. And so I read this article, which um, I want to look into more. I wish I knew more about it. But what I do know is. You know, people often say when they're in surgery, for example, yeah, okay, or or they have a heart attack, and then they feel themselves hover above their body. They see the doctors at work or whatever, but then they're snapped back into yeah. reality, whatever. And I'm sure many doctors and and like the average person would say, there's an, a a brain explanation for what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And it can all be explained away. So what compelled me about something I read was that someone wanted to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. So at a hospital, they, cause they, there's certain examples. So at the conventions, there's some famous examples of people who saw things that they would not have known existed unless they had gone out of their body. Mm-hmm. So this woman was in surgery and she, I forget what she, whether she was in a surgery that was planned or whether it was like a medical emergency or not. But anyway, she woke up and said, I had this experience. And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, but they're outside of the hospital over, you know, a hundred yards. There is a power line and there is a shoe near it. And, and oh, I have chills so bad. <laughs> And so they went and they saw the shoe and she had details about it that you could only know if you were very up close to it. Like if you had seen it from your car or something, that wouldn't have been enough. Like she knew enough about it that it was like, wait, what the heck? So this is a very famous example. Mm. But like we can't base science on like one lady that saw a shoe, right? <laughs> but so someone wanted to di- to discover what what is going on here. Yeah. So what they did was... In this hospital, they placed shelves up, up high, way, way up. And on the shelves, they placed <gasps> images. Uh-huh. And so the only oh people... Oh, my God, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> the only people they could see are people that are angels. Uh-huh. Okay, anyway. what happened next? Oh okay, God, okay, me. okay. Oh, so there's hundreds of examples of people that awoke from something and said, I, I was out of my body. Uh-huh. Well almost all of them were out of the rooms that they had those things. Uh So they were like, we can't confirm it. Uh And so they narrowed it down and then there were like six and then it came down to two and then they died. Wait, hang on. (laughs) This is depressing. So it was like, so they got so close. Like, can you like, they would try to find out 
okay, they were in the room and they had, we got to go talk to them. And then before they, I don't know they, if you can, na- if you can, I'll let you read the article an, an out of body experience though. I don't know if, if like, well, they weren't trying to replicate it. They were just trying to say, if anybody has that in this hospital, mm-hmm. in these rooms, mm-hmm. they will be able to say, I, I saw, saw the teddy bear a or pink whatever elephant the, or whatever. Yeah. And there were, in the end, there were a couple things that led them to believe this was happening, but mm. none that confirmed that enough oh. because the main people died. Because people that yeah. are going through this are yeah. often close to right. death. Right, of course. I can imagine they died. You know, have you ever heard the term the observer in how it relates to particles and quantum physics? No. Okay, so this is a fact that we know a hundred percent for sure. And this is, I always like take the most simplistic, like let's look at the simplest form of it, kind of break it down to its bare bones. And if that works, then it kind of explains a lot. So in physics, a particle exists as a wave and an actual piece of mass that is in one place at one time. So it can exist in different states. The only time that it decides whether it's going to be in one place or the other or exist as a wave or as an actual particle is when you have an observer. So when somebody looks at it. So and we knew that we know this. There's a great video you can watch called uh Professor Fox's, I think his name or Professor Wolf. Wolf or Fox, one of the two. Probably Wolf. I think it's Wolf. Uh but he has a little cartoon that's called the double slit test. So if you research the double slit test, it sounds way complicated. They fire these particles through these slits and they prove that these particles exist here, there, and everywhere until you watch them. And then as soon as you watch them, they choose the place that they're going to exist in. Mm -hmm. And that to me kind of explains all these tests that people like to do on psychics or the afterworld or things like this, where like, they're like, well, we can't confirm it because I think the second you throw an observer in front of it, the same way it works for every single particle that exists in us, every single thing, it's like it exists everywhere and nowhere at the same time. And anybody who knows something about quantum physics will like go, okay, I kind of get what you're talking about. Like that shows me that like, Maybe we just, we've, we've already decided the outcome for that thing. So it is what it is. You for know? me, it's like, I don't really care if what they're reporting is the quote unquote truth with a capital T, like they actually were out of body or they were near death. They approached the light. You hear all these stories. Right. I don't care if that's the quote unquote truth. What I care about is that when they return, they're changed. These people. Yeah. They're are different. often right. Like they have a sense <gasps> a good of point. Con- like they feel connected yes. to everything. Oh, There's a, that's something the best, that's the, it's right, that's the common thread. Yeah, is that they feel a connection to everything, and yeah, I think that's they what we suddenly need to to. no longer feel like I'm this person. Yes. I'm going about my life. They suddenly feel like holy crap, we're all together, and, and we don't even know it. You know what? The same thing happens when people do mushrooms, right? Or they do some because. Listen, I've done that once in my life and that's what I felt. And I said, oh my God, I'm never doing this again. And I totally understand that every single person is connected and all that matters are relationships and all that matters is our inter, like 
how everybody's connected and we're all just the same thing. Like that whole God is everywhere and yeah. like God is in you thing. Yeah. Cause we're all the same thing. Like it's weird how much you feel that after you have an experience yeah. like that. I'm, I'm not interested in like debunking. Right. Like right. if you say you're a psychic, the person if you changed. say you had an out of body experience, whatever you say, okay, tell me what that is for you, what it looks like and why it's important because reality is so subjective. Right. So what, what is true for me and we're in the same room, you and I, Sarah, that we would tell these stories very differently. Totally. So like, I want to hear your truth because I think we can find some commonality in yes, all of it. And I that's agree. what fascinates me. Yeah. Instead of focusing on, yeah, that process, looking at the actual individual after they've experienced something like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that. So for me, that's what's interesting. And I, I would love to do another episode sometime on specifically out-of-body experiences and stuff like that because there's so much literature on it and I would love to have someone on that explained it because, you know, there's some things we can explore. I want to hear some explore. other people's out-of-body experiences because yeah, it do, they sound creepily similar. Cool. And that to yeah. me... <gasps> it's really powerful, especially if you're a person that believes that happened to you. It, it hardcore did, And I was scared. Like that, like scared and also excited. Like the next day it was, I had the like a weird feeling, Wow! but it totally. And I'd like to also say I was not under the influence of anything. Yeah. I was, I hadn't drank anything. And this is the odd part is that it happened during a time in my life where I was clean of any alcohol or chemicals. Cause I was like doing a, uh, like a, not a cleanse, but like eating all organic, all natural, like, a um, detox. Yeah. Like a detox, but of, of, I wouldn't, I wasn't drinking any alcohol. Yeah. I was, so I, my body was like, it was clean. probably your body being like, I want to die right now. <laughs> I yeah, give, some- give some booze. <laughs> it probably was. It probably was, but there was no external factors that were, you know, it wasn't like I had a box of Twinkies and then fell asleep right. and this is like the sugar effect. Well, I would love to hear from our listeners. Have you had an out-of-body experience yes. or a near-death experience? Or a supernatural Are experience. Are you psychic? Because <gasps> we can have you call yes. in and share with us because we are obviously a fun audience to share that with. <laughs> but um, yeah, let us know what you, what you uh, have had in your life at... Brain Candy Pod on what is that? Insta? No. Brain That's Candy Twitter. Pod is Twitter. Yeah. The and Brain Candy Podcast is Instagram. No, no. Nope. That's not right. Try again. <laughs> the Brain Candy Podcast on um, just dot com. Oh yeah. And then Instagram is Brain Candy Pod. We should oh. really have a uniform, but I'm sorry, there's some other jackass with braincandypodcast.com without the the Ugh, and I hate his guts hardcore hate him. he did one episode and called it quits Ugh, we're so much <laughs> more dedicated anyway thank you guys for listening tune in next week for more brain candy Ooh.